I think you're being a little childish. And hold on a sec. I need to use my force field to prevent Chang from getting food. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 2, Episode 3, The Psychology of Letting Go. Now, Ben. Yes. Letting go is such a touchy subject. What have you had to let go of recently? Uh, Going places and seeing people and... Mm. Yes. existing outside of my apartment in any conceivable way mm-hmm. yes that is that is something <laughs> a lot of us have had to give up that is correct yes uh-huh. um probably not a ton of comedic potential there but you know let's go with it hey you asked man don't don't start if you can't handle this hotness. you know how my opening bits go it's what can i what what life preserver can i grab onto for half a second I wasn't going to touch religion. <laughs> How about, okay, here's, okay, here's Ben's disastrous bit. <laughs> no, let's, we're, we're going to try this. We're going to try this again. So you okay. say, we're going to workshop it. That we're going workshop. to workshop it. Uh, you're going to say what, Ben, what have you had to let go of? And then I will say a different thing. Okay. Ben, what have you had to let go of recently? Everything. No, just kidding. Um, Damn. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, random, the, the first thing, the first non like super downer thing that I could think (laughs) of. Okay. Fair enough. uh, When I was in, I had a car in high school and then when I got a, a new car in college, we sold the, the old car to my friend, Nate, um, who famously mentioned before on this podcast, he's never gone on record saying he doesn't eat babies. Okay. Correct. Okay. Good. Good. So he he drove that car for a little while, and then one day I logged into Facebook, and he had posted a picture of the car. Uh, it had been crushed by a tree in a windstorm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my heart sank because it wasn't my car anymore. Right. But it was still the death but of my just, first car. Right, just the car that I had since I was sixteen. Right. Just because you've relinquished a car doesn't mean the car has relinquished your heart. I get it. I totally get it. Now that I've answered your question, where was this bit going? You, you're making a strong assumption that my <laughs> bits go places. <laughs> uh, sorry, can I just roll that tape back and yes. replay you saying, you have strong assumptions that my bits go places. You, you're making a strong assumption that my bits go places. welcome to good morning greendale this week where our minds are a hundred percent in the gutter because the pre-show banter was mostly about sexual discussions so is that what you were hoping to get out of your disastrous opening bit me making fun of your junk because that's what you you know look all i really want out of these disastrous opening bit is for somebody to laugh and even if it's at me i'll take it you know what the second rule of improv is? The first one is yes and, and the yeah. second one is make fun of the other person's genitals. So, 
It's funny how they always did that on Whose Line. I agree. It's true all the time. It's like, can't, I can't count how many times they made fun of Colin Mockery's uh, uh, dingus. Uh-huh. Like, hey, uh, okay, uh, we need a, we need a, uh, recommend, a, a, a suggestion for uh, a, a, a business. Uh, restaurant. I heard restaurant. Colin Mockery's dick. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, <clears throat> uh, you two are at a uh, an Italian restaurant, and uh, the, go ahead with the, that scene. Um, oh, hey, sir, uh, how uh, how's it going? Our specials today are the creamed eel and the asparagus toast. Oh well, you know what? I, your dick Who looks like cre- asparagus toast. Who creams an eel? <laughs> <laughs> Creamed that's, eel. That's the I thing. thought that was the joke. I thought that was where you're going with like, oh, I see that you're, where, where did that cream from come from? Your eel? Oh! The, the creamed eel is the thing you took away from that scene, not the your junk looks like asparagus toast. <laughs> I don't know what asparagus toast looks like, to be honest. Actually, you know what? I'm going to Google it. I'm going to look at what asparagus toast looks like. <laughs> well, you know what? It it looks a lot like a piece of toast that has asparagus on it. I don't and know why I expected anything else. There is creamed asparagus though, apparently. So <laughs> so we've mixed and matched some stuff. I guess eel toast is an odd choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not a fan of the pictures of this creamed uh, creamed <laughs> asparagus on toast. I don't I don't like it. It it it's 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 somehow disappointing. Like your junk. So, anyways, oh man, we, I left the hey, door wide hey, open for second you. Second rule of improv, baby. So we start I mean, this clearly. episode in the study room. <laughs> well, I like how this bit had nothing to do with anything. Just uh huh. That that feels about right for the show. Let's keep going. Oh, I got a message on Discord. Are you sending me creamed asparagus yes, I- on toast? Okay. <laughs> I wanted you to look at the picture and see if you how you felt about it. Uh, just looks like a dick. Anyways, so (laughs) we start the episode out in the study room. Annie and Britta are making a big display, uh, for, uh, and in in an attempt to raise money, uh, to help efforts with the big oil spill that just happened. Um, and it is a quite impressive display with like a giant 55 gallon oil drum, uh, uh, scale models of yes. buildings and an ocean and dolphins. It's a whole thing. Before we move on, I just want to say how how frustrating that how good that joke was. Um, that made me literally have to come back, like l- take a break from the podcast, then come mm-hmm. back. Shirley is left out, and she kind of feels that way. She's like, "Oh, what are we doing? Just the two of you." Yeah. So that's gonna be. The Shirley's theme for the episode is she is feeling left out. So. It is weird to to have an entire plot for Shirley where she is being left out of things. I mean, I do feel like that's one of Shirley's things, right? I mean, because she is... It sucks that that's one of her things, though. Yeah, but I mean, she's the middle-aged mom of the group. Um, sure. No, I know. get you. It just feels very like, well, we don't really have much for you. Your whole your whole episode is people are leaving you out of things like we're leaving you out of this episode. Well, I think it's a fair 
uh, thing to explore because I feel like in a lot of friends groups, it's like, yeah, we're all cool, hip young people. Also, so-and-so has two kids and so she's got to be home by four. So why why four? Because it was the first number that popped into my head. (laughs) That's no, Actually, the first number that popped in my head was 10 and I'm like, boy, she's just doesn't want yeah, to be around her there. kids <laughs> cool she she'll, i'll just come home when they're when they're put to bed like what are you doing so then i overcorrected and said four so uh anyways <laughs> you know, there's probably a middle range anyway whatever nope Je- you're uh, a helicopter mom or you're totally negligent <laughs> those are the two possibilities those are the two flavors of parenting uh so yeah but I, I feel like it's a i think i feel like it's a pretty fair um like it sucks for Shirley, but I feel like it is a fair thing to explore in a show about essentially about friendship dynamics while also making weird meta references to movies. Sure. Because that's pretty much what inter- this show is. I just find it interesting that most of the show is about religion and she doesn't get to have a ton of impact on the religion storyline, which seems interesting. But I suppose that that could just be uh, oil and water kind of trying to combine hey oil and water so they showed the they demonstrate their well i gave diorama. you such a great segue back and uh by dropping some oil into it um and they're really excited about you know how much they're gonna do it feels good to help yeah you're 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 doing good for the the universe by trying to help this oil spill to be cleaned up uh jeff comes in with a band-aid on his arm he he had a blood test Yep, because uh, it's it's nothing serious. It's just a physical. Because even a Ferrari needs a tune-up, right? Shirley says that she knew it because things were going too well for him, as if he had gotten an STD or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, hey, I think I don't think he can get an STD. He went to the STD awareness fair, so he is it's now true. very aware of STDs. I think anybody who went to that fair is acutely aware of STDs. Everybody uh, at that fair will never get an STD, guaranteed. Um, I don't know about that. I just know that they're aware of them. Everybody but Pierce, <sighs> who went to that awareness fair, will never get an STD, guaranteed. Fair enough. Uh, he is confronted on whether or not uh, Jeff knows there's an oil spill. And he says, of course I do. I have the AOL homepage bookmarked. Yeah, that was a wild statement to me. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, it, somehow it's not to me, but I think it's because my uh, my family still uses AOL. <laughs> like the software. They still use the AOL software. I don't think they pay for it anymore, but they still have the software and they re- they re- uh, they're not they're reluctant to switch. Even though they have, they don't even they don't even have AOL internet anymore. They have cable. I got the cable, and they won't stop. They can use Chrome or Firefox or Internet Explorer or Edge. There are so many browsers, and yet they're like, "But my email's in AOL." It's like, why? Uh, Sorry, that had is, to go on a no a little bit of a rant there. That is wild. I was not aware software even existed i mean i've seen my mom pull it open on her computer before like when i was home last there is there if you go to aol.com and you there is an aol desktop gold i do not know what that means i don't like it 
Uh, there is something called AOL Desktop, which is an internet suite produced from AOL from 2007 that integrates as a web browser, media player, and instant messenger right. client. Its last stable release uh, was August 10th, 2015, but it has a preview release as of 2020 of this year for version 11.0.2535. Well, first off, I can guarantee you my mom doesn't doesn't isn't on the preview version. Um, I didn't know that there was a preview version available, so... But that being said, that is a pretty rock-stable AOL because my mom has been using it for years. Troy comes in, and he is just... He he looks like he has seen a dead body because he well, has. Exactly. But this, but not in the East stairwell. That, it was at Pierce's uh, mansion. Right. He went into the garage to do some laundry, and Pierce's mom was there. Well, she had been in bad shape for a while, so I guess she crawled out there to die like a cat. I mean, that's an interesting um, interpretation, but nevertheless, Annie, Britta, and Shirley go to com- comfort Troy, and Pierce comes in whistling and in a chipper mood. Yeah, and he's just like, "Geez, who died?" And everyone hilarious. I'm sorry, <laughs> the timing. Uh, it's just like Chevy Chase is not the greatest human, but man, he knows comedic timing uh it's it's a good joke and because especially everyone just has this really like terrified look like oh crap who has to tell him they're like oh uh pierce i'm so sorry for your loss and he explains that his mom isn't dead uh she's just merely outgrown her organic form uh her body parts may have stopped working but she's alive uh, she's a level five laser lotus, so her body is just being vaporized and being stored into an energon pod. Right. Vaporized at the temporal, temple of renewal. And then when technology is advanced, they'll recondense what's in the energon pod into a solid state. And Troy just kind of starts actively crying. Yeah. Uh, then we get uh, credits. Well, first, Britta stares very expectedly at, at Jeff, who then's like, did you guys hear about that turtle in China? Two packs a day. Thank Very you, AOL homepage. Sometimes or- you got to get information on the AOL homepage, which I did have up on the, uh, I did have a Wikipedia for this episode up. It talks a lot about the joke about AOL. It it talks a lot about it. <laughs> it's like, uh, that, that is a throwaway joke. We cut to the hallway. The whole gang, led by Britta, wants Jeff to do something about Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Pierce won't let the group have a memorial service mm-hmm. and hasn't even cried yet, which Abed thinks is normal. Uh, I do like the line where Jeff is like, well, who's normal, Abed? And then Shirley immediately comes in with, well, Baptists are, but that's not the point. Everyone has rituals <laughs> for the departed. <laughs> of course she would be a Baptist normative. It's very funny. Um, yes, Brady even says that the dead should be coped with, not ignored. Which is a you know fair point. I think Brit is on the nose on this one. Right. Uh, but then Jeff gives a whole speech in his Jeff tone that's basically like, look, ev- everyone, we like we went over this at Christmas. Did you all forget we're all free to do whatever the heck we want religion-wise? Uh, I do like how Jeff ends his, his speech with, can't you be cool like me? And then Troy says, he ends so many of his speeches that way. Now, to be fair, if I were cool, I would probably do the same. Because, one, 
I get to prove that I'm cool. Fair. Two, I get to remind people that I'm cool. Fair. Three, if people can aspire to my level of coolness, then they too can be cool. And thus I have done good in the world. Uh, you know, that, that numbered list makes total sense. And the fact that we made a numbered list together means that neither of us are cool. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we could get into a whole debate as to whether or not it should have been an ordered list or an unordered list. Um, and, you know, whether or not that looks better on a document. And then what font the document should be in. And then clearly, I have demonstrated ben, that I am cool. We are getting uncooler by the moment. Um, I know that writing code, like writing HTML is not that cool. Pull up, pull up. Who said anything about HTML? I am getting hardcore into typography. Oh, yeah, like, you're, you're, you're doc processing here. I just, when I think of y UL and OL, I think of HTML, which I recognize that there are multiple ways in which you can build an unordered or ordered list in a lot of different contexts. And that's why I'm uncool. I mean, I was updating my resume the other day, and I did spend about 20 minutes agonizing over fonts because the fonts I liked were not uh, converting properly to PDF. And so sure. I had to pick ones that did, which I didn't like as much. Sure. And it was a whole process. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I spent 20 minutes on fonts. And... That's you know not what? one thing cool people do. It's not. But you know what? I think your resume looks pretty cool in papyrus. <laughs> uh-huh. Ha-ha! I gotcha. Uh, yes. I knew papyrus was a better choice than Comic Sans, because Comic Sans, you'd be like, oh, like I'd ever do that. Papyrus, though, you had to think about it. Well, now, see, here's what? the thing. Comic Sans is really great for uh, dyslexic people. Oh, sure. Um, yes, it, absolutely. It helps them uh, read... Uh, uh, read, it helps their reading comprehension quite a bit. Um, that is also fair. So, that is a true point. And, uh, uh, it is actually quite an excellent font for that, whereas Papyrus is just a garbage <laughs> font. That it's deserves garbage to be, and is used for nothing. Uh, it's used for everything. It should be used for nothing. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. I, let, I wanted to be clear. It should not be used for anything. It should be thrown directly into In, the dumpster, and into, that dumpster should be thrown directly into a volcano, and that volcano can just be shot directly out into space, into the sun. Uh-huh. And then the sun will forever have uh <laughs> the word papyrus twelve point emblazoned. At least it's upon twelve it. point. Um twelve point when you're looking at the sun, <laughs> first off, you shouldn't be looking at the sun, but twelve point on the sun doesn't seem that big. Well, it's uh it's scaled up. Um like you know uh -huh. how you can go into Windows and like scale your your display it's oh so it's scaled like 300 percent, three hundred thousand times uh-huh yep. oh, i see so you'll look up and you'll see the word papyrus before your your you'll see, eyes you'll burn see papyrus out 12 you're, point, you're staring at the zone papyrus 12 point every time and then uh it'll make solar eclipses weird anyways um we've we've made a lot of things weird on this podcast i didn't think we could do it to solar eclipses and yet here we are so uh they go into anthropology Pierce is talking about uh, the vaporization process for mm -hmm. his mother's uh, organic body. And Duncan shows up to teach anthropology because uh, Professor BFW got suspended for that whole strangling Jeff thing. 
Yeah, which seems like a really good reason to suspend somebody with pay. I mean, I'm just saying maybe I ought to strangle Jeff Winger from time to time if that gets me some suspension with pay. I I, I don't have a comeback because, (laughs) I don't know, it just... It felt less like a threat and more like a um, good a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it don't threaten Jeff with a good time. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I like how Duncan's like, okay, okay, everybody, what is anthropology? Seriously, I don't know. Right. Uh, so Duncan has no idea how to teach this class, but he's doing it anyways, uh, probably because he needs money. And the dean needs an anthropology teacher. Uh, and he tells him it's the study of humanity. And Duncan's like, oh, I thought psychology was a racket. At this point, Chang comes into the room and Duncan points out that uh, Chang can't be here because Duncan has a restraining order on him for that whole uh, mm. assault thing that happened at the transfer dance. It's a good thing this show remembers its its recent history. I, I do love that. Um, Duncan does say that Uh, when Chang accuses him of being a drunk, Duncan says, I blew under the legal limit this morning, which is kind of, you know, I don't know. (laughs) It's a thing. Um, But yeah, so the whole uh, 25 foot distance thing comes up and Chang pulls out a measuring tape and then literally just says, Abed and then Abed springs into action and knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly grabs, what to do. Grabs the it's end great. of that measuring tape, runs to the front of the room, <laughs> proving that Chang is just ever so barely outside of the 25 foot bubble. I do love this moment because, like, it is such a great thing to see, like, just the like holding up a measuring tape and just being like Abed, and he's just like hell yeah like he like, wants to be i've part always of wanted this. to do this there is some shenanigans afoot or Abed is always 25 in for feet as it were oh! and he oh! is yeah he is always always up to shenanigans mm-hmm. uh we go to the quad uh britta and any are, are britta and annie are trying to get people to care about the oil spill uh britta's yelling is less effective than annie's uh, being cute strategy okay fair enough it's also boobs uh, her, her uh, boobs believe, not the monkey right i believe britta later calls it her sexy uh, schoolgirl routine yes um so yeah it is quite effective um i, I do want to point out this is i think this might be the first piece where we see abed in the background which is kind of a a, a, a uh an ongoing plot in this episode in this in this little abed background bit he apparently he seems to be having a fight with a man uh while a woman nearby is heavily pregnant and uh, abed runs away uh so i will admit that i uh, partially because i was taking notes um i forgot that this was the one where abed's doing all the stuff in the background until uh the scene later in the cafeteria because it I, is- i'm just fortunate because i kept pausing <laughs> Well, and it's also a testament to just how subtle the background stuff actually is. Sure. I think there's a moment toward the end, which I'll point out when we get there. Uh, But there is a moment toward the end where it's like, okay, just in case you have not been paying attention to the background, we are going to frame this shot so you know 100% Abed's in the background doing some stuff. Right. But yes, Abed is having a fight with a man while woman is heavily pregnant and Abed runs away. Uh, and Britta is just really angry at Annie. 
So a lot of things are happening in this small scene. Jeff goes in to uh, get the results of his blood test. Mm-hmm. And we, we get Nurse Jackie again, Pat Oswalt again, a treasure. Which I will say, so he, so Jeff specifically, uh, so Nurse Jackie says, Jeff, you have something very infectious, charm. And then Jeff replies, you got me, Jackie. So like when earlier, when we were like, wait, how does this Wikipedia or this community wiki mm-hmm. know the freaking nurse's name? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't get it in the first episode. Right. We got it in the second episode of Nurse Jackie. Uh, so this is where we get Nurse Jackie's name. So that solves the, the we, eternal we 100% question. We 100% think this is a reference to Nurse Jackie, the TV show, right? Um, I It has to be, I right? I pretty much assume so. Um, it came out in 2009. Uh, so I, in- I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be because that seems like a very specific name for a male nurse to have. I mean, not to say that there, you know, Jack could easily be ter- like how for some people I am Mikey. Right. I could definitely see Jackie coming in, but as a kind of professional name, it's an interesting. So I think it is, I think it is a reference and I will, I will die on this anthill. Uh, despite the fact that uh, Patton Oswalt is certainly no Edie Falco, so that is true. Patton Oswalt is a very, very funny man, though. On Jeff, everything looks great, although he might want to go to a doctor to get his cholesterol checked because it looked a little high. It's no big deal. Jeff takes this as a very big deal, so I do yeah, like he how... is spiraling. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, he immediately starts spiraling because he's like, my body is a temple. And Nurse Jackie is like, I can't be the first person to tell you that the temple doesn't last forever. I mean, it's made of hamburger. This is a this is a temple of doom. And, and you know what? Like the real temple of doom, it represents the inconvenient fact that all good things, be they people or movie franchises, eventually collapse into sagging, sloppy, rotten piles of hard-to-follow nonsense. It is very good because... Uh, well, first of not all, listening in the slightest. First of all, saying that the Indiana Jones franchise fell apart at the Temple of Doom is being like, you had one good run. (laughs) (laughs) Like, congratulations, you showed a lot of promise. And then (laughs) just when we were excited for you, you blew it. You blew it. You blew it just so hard, Like is, is what Jackie is saying. You know, this this is not a like, oh hey, you know, the temple like this. Your body is a basically like you know a crystal skull, and just like the crystal skull, you know, sure event like he just he's straight into the temple of doom and being like, yeah, no, you know, you had one good run. If you're lucky, Sean Connery might show up and just really pump some life back into you. <laughs> Try not to think too much about that st- sentence, but. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> you'll just be irrelevant for years and then really just try too hard uh, some years later and everyone will hate you for it. Uh, you know, that's the real cycle of sure. bodies as Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I have nothing for this. <laughs> I have nothing. I don't know that you can follow uh, the phrase Sean Connery will pump some life into you. End quote. Well, I mean, not if we want to keep this a uh, PG podcast. 
Jeff does say that he needs to be alone. And Jackie correctly says, uh, you could do that by leaving. So he does. And then yells, there is no God. Yeah, he is not taking the news that his cholesterol might be a little high, uh, particularly well. Which Nurse Jackie, a medical professional, says, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it is the Jeff, damn it. Uh-huh. Also, uh, Nurse Jackie may be technically a medical professional, but he's not really that professional. No, he's not. <laughs> Fair. Fair. He's not a professional medical professional. He's just a medical professional that is eh, a little loosey-goosey with some of those professional norms. I'll put it that way. His bedside manner is, you know, a little too jokey, if you know what I mean. Because he does say something about, well, those paps aren't going to smear themselves. Yep. I was going to swing right by that one. <laughs> but now we've gone there. We've, for some, we've for done some reason, that's too much for me for this podcast, but I will gladly say now three times, and I quote, Sean Connery will pump some life into you, end quote. <laughs> See, this is the problem. We, we, we need to talk about the medical procedures that are important instead of Sean Connery pumping life into me. So in the cafeteria, Jeff is eating the whites of a bunch of hard-boiled eggs just drop like peeling, in the yeah, yolks right apart. there on the plate yeah just peeling them apart so those those hard-boiled yolks just fall very hard on that plate and uh i don't remember who comes up to talk to him so, shirley comes up and how was your test and jeff's like i'm fine and shirley's like i thought so out of the blue uh, you want to talk about things that uh, are past their prime, like a Indiana Jones fourth movie about crystal skulls. I just got Honest God in the year 2020, a pop-up from Adobe Flash Player. I'm thank sorry, what now? <laughs> thank you for using Adobe Flash Player. Adobe you support were? for Flash Player will end on December 31st, 2020. Good. Please see the Adobe Flash Player end of life general information page for more details. Uh, you wow. have what? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to uninstall that. Adobe Player in uninstallation was canceled. It brought up a window that's like, hey, you want to uninstall this? And I was like, yeah, I do. And it's like, can't do it. <laughs> Already canceled, my man. Can't do it. <laughs> I much much like uh, a body dying of high cholesterol. I'm going to <laughs> desperately and dramatically and depressingly cling on to life up until December 31st, 2020. You can't get rid of me, my dude. I'm Jeff Winger eating egg whites in the cafeteria. Can't get can't do it. You cannot. You cannot do it. You just, you simply, it's just simply not possible. It just isn't not possible. Much like oh, Jeff Winger, uh, uh, Adobe Flash, really great in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then, you know, now it's just, now it's not worth anything. No it's one, just, it just isn't. No one's it interested anymore. No They're one. all interested in HTML5 and WebGL. JavaScript. You know, that, that whole thing. Ain't no room for the Jeff Wingers. Ain't no room for Flash Player. But you can't uninstall it. No, sir. They won't let you. It feels like you just made a song. <laughs> ain't no room for Jeff Winger. We ain't got no room for Jeff Winger. Ain't got no room for Flash Player. <laughs> See, it the, the, the rhyme. 
can't get rid of them no siree see i i think i think we've got a lead single on our album here this is the dumbest tangent we've ever gone on i don't know man we've gone on some dumb tangents thanks adobe flash player (laughs) ruining lives yet again Hey man, I think that got us at least two minutes of com- some 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 would call comedy. Also, I'm just like, man, somewhere out there, some high school kid is like, "What the hell is Adobe Flash Player?" And then I'm gonna die a little bit inside. Shirley asks Jeff how he's doing, and he's like, "The fact is, everyone is dying, much like Adobe Flash Player." That's my editorializing later. Jeff doesn't uh-huh. say that. Although no, he, he certainly have. does not. He probably should have, um, but I, I, ten years ago, he it it was not in the process of dying, my friend. Britta and Annie are arguing at a different table, which Shirley sure. also walks up to. Right. Yeah. Annie and Britta are like counting the money that they earned, and they, I believe, Annie says she has two hundred thirty-six dollars, and with Britta's, we almost have two two fifty, which is a very funny little detail. Britta now calls Annie out uh, because of her presumed sexy schoolgirl routine. Along, And then there's a discussion about uh, some of the men having a sock at home with Annie's name on it. And Annie misinterprets that as a puppet. You laugh at guys' unfunny jokes, pretending not to know that they have a sock at home with your name on it. Um, that's me. And if a guy wants to make a puppet of me, that's hardly your concern. I did make the note. Um, because I wasn't originally going to write the line, but I did make the note uh, that Britta says that, you know, some uh, that all the, the dudes have a sock at, at home with your name on it. And I wrote, uh, that's maybe the most perverse thing I've ever heard on network television. Like I have heard a lot more disturbing things on, you know, cable television. Oh, but sure. Like, cable television is a is a hive of uh, villainy. But like the 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 vision, the mental image of this uh on an NBC sitcom in the year yeah. 2010, I like it's still like I have seen this show many times and every time that line comes up, A, I have forgotten about it by the time this comes back <laughs> up. And B, I'm just like it's like a, a punch to the gut and not it's a like, particularly whoa. like strong one, but it's a punch to the gut where I'm just like NBC. Oh my how, word. How, oh my, oh my goodness. Let me clutch my pearls. <laughs> but yes, and it is very funny that Annie thinks her Britta literally said men are making sock puppets of her for it's some so, reason. It's so, it's so funny. Cause it just shows off Britta's, uh, Annie's naivete versus Britta's I've I've unfortunately known this about humanity but also I don't know that making a sock puppet of a 18 year old schoolgirl that goes to your school is really that much less disturbing than the masturbatory one I, it's you're still right. pretty weird it's, it's but it's disturbing in a weird. different angle mm-hmm it's disturbing in the serial killer angle rather than the sexual angle. Right. I mean, so Although, I just... I, be, I will say this. I would temper some of that with the fact that Annie is friends with Abed, who 100% would make like f- her, all of his friends into puppets and then like play out stories like, like he did with the movie, the movies he was making. Mm-hmm. Somehow I feel like that is a possibility for Abed. I mean... But Abed so, is also special. 
I mean, so I just I just read the new Ali Brush book. Um, Ooh. It's very good. And there's a whole part. Ali Brush is fantastic. There's a whole part in it where for reasons, I mean, I won't spoil all the, all the stories in the book, but there is a point in the book where she is like, okay, it's actually more weird to imagine a stranger as a mermaid for non-sexual reasons than it is to imagine them as a mermaid for sexual masturbatory reasons. Fair. So I just feel like having a puppet of someone, having a puppet of a stranger, not like of a friend, because like I could make a puppet of you and I'm like, oh, ha ha. It's like a weird like. I'm I'm pretending to be Mike. Ha ha ha. Uh-huh. Cuz we're friends. I would be very disappointed like I right? would I would find that okay, uh but weirder if you had a sock with my name on it. Right. But my for, friend, for my a good friend for ben. a stranger um mm-hmm. like if I was like, okay, so there is a checker down at the Safeway and I have made a sock puppet of her for non-sexual reasons. <laughs> That's weird. That's very you're weird. Just, you're just trying to role play with. Yeah, no, no, I can't even. I can't. I can't. It's weird. You're right. But I will say again, it is. I don't know why it's the sexual naivete of Annie because she goes straight to the, the serial killer and being OK with it. I, I don't I don't get it. Anyways, we have now spent 20 minutes talking about a sock with Annie's name on it. So Far too long. Anyways, Annie says that all of this uh, is not. It's not an act. She's not trying to like pretend to be this like sexy schoolgirl. She's just being herself. Like sure. She is bright and bubbly and smiles a lot and and you know, I think Uses in fairness good posture and things like that. I think in fairness in the uh season and change or season and chang as it were mm-hmm. that we have seen uh uh Annie that is totally Annie. Like she is bright and bubbly and has good posture. Like she's not wrong. Right. Um, I will say that uh, Britta suggests that, that somehow Annie is jumpstarting date rapists, which is, mm-hmm. which is a wild thing to say. Um, I don't have a follow up. I will say it feels very victim blamey. Yeah, it's a it's a weird statement. It's a weird line, and I and I feel like that's just out of character for Britta. Maybe it's just because she's mad and she's trying to like. Well, I th- I think it is because it. she's very Annie. mad because again, Annie has shown time and again this is exactly who she is. And if Britta was paying attention and being a good friend, mm-hmm. she would know that Annie is being Annie, and it has nothing to do with with feigning a sexy schoolgirl routine in right. order to. Uh, quote whore out her gender for right. money yeah. um and so i do think is just uh, britta i mean none of none of the characters in the study group uh are particularly good people when they are mad sure and i think that's a reasonable you know like i i don't know a lot of people that are good people when they're mad right. because they're mad they're they are angry and they want to take it out because like like I get being angry and then trying to like calm yourself down, but a lot of people don't react that way. Right. They want, they just kind of like look for the nearest thing that they're angry at, or sometimes in general, just kind of lash out. So, yeah. And I, I think that 
Well, you know, I mean, it's it's a it's sort of a natural thing to, you know, maybe not be the greatest person when you are mad. Uh, I think that Britta, when she is upset, falls very fast and very hard. Like, oh, yes, absolutely. It does not take much to push her to that point, And then she just is an awful person um, yeah, when, it feels like when she, she's upset. She abandoned some of her like deep seated beliefs, which is very interesting. Right. Um, um, but yes, Shirley has, has definitely stirred the pot here. I use the exact same term stirring the pot. She's a pot. Well, I mean, she's a pot stir. I mean, it's, it's known in the, con- uh, she, she's offered her opinion as an outsider. I wasn't asked to participate, but she, she did. She, she's like very specifically like passive aggressively being like, you didn't ask me to do stuff. So I'm doing this. And then once she successfully serves the pot, she eats some of her delicious Let's barbecue chips. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite flavor of Let's. So it's a very good flavor of Let's. In anthropology, uh, Pierce has a lava lamp now, uh, but it's not a lava lamp uh, because Troy's like, "Hey, nice lava lamp," and Pierce says, "Not a lava lamp. It's my mom," which Troy takes as like a sick burn until he's like, "Wait, <laughs> why? Like, wait, what?" You can see the moment he's like, wait, why would you like yeah. burn your own mom like that? that like she looks like a lava died. lamp. All too late, I realized we could have made a pun on podcast and just called this uh, the Energon pod. I don't think anybody would have known what this was <laughs> if we did that. I don't think anybody knows what it is now. We spent 20 minutes talking about <laughs> socks with names on it and... Uh, what, what, okay, fair. <laughs> All I'm Im- saying is that we've, about Colin Mo- Mockery's junk. So we've 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 labeled we ourselves a community podcast. podcast. We've um, labeled ourselves a community podcast. It would be a little bit weirder if it was Energon Pod because then you wouldn't get the. But yes, what we we've we've <laughs> what we've done is accidentally, not accidentally, very pointedly decided we were a community podcast and then tried not to talk about community as much as we could. I mean, Greendale's a, a Sabrina thing. This could be a, a podcast all about Sabrina with a strange anus flag. <laughs> you never know. So anyways, let's continue. Um, Hold on. It was in Greendale? <laughs> I thought it was in Riverdale. Uh, the- Hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking up. Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah. The okay, so the animated series was set in Greendale, the and the comic book series, but the TV show on with um, Melissa, uh, Melissa Joan Hart was in a, bo- a fi- fictional Boston suburb. But where's uh, the new one? The new the new one's in Greendale. Okay, because somebody okay. asked us if it's the same universe as Community. Oh, Twitter. that makes sense. That makes sense. I think it should. I think it should be. Awesome. I like I like this. I like I like where we've gone with this show. A community podcast that barely talks about community. In anthropology, Duncan realizes that uh if he walks towards Chang, uh he can sort of force field Chang away from him and then mm-hmm. slowly does this out of the room and Chang just has to go out the back door of this room of this classroom that uh also for some reason has a back door yeah generally i've found that classrooms don't have more than probably two doors and this one has, seems to have four or so 
Um, Duncan, it, it did come in after oversleeping saying that the sidewalk is more comfortable than it looks, um, which says a lot. Um, and then this is when, uh, Chang needles Duncan about being drunk and stupid before being force fielded out the door. Um, Jeff says, okay, we got to humanity, which starts with birth and ends with death. <laughs> and then Duncan, like, I think this is maybe one of the parts that I laughed at the absolute most uh-huh. in this whole episode. Oh, so, it's so good. Where uh, Duncan is like, um, all life ends in death, which we as a species are cursed with knowing, resulting in something. Again, this is really not my field. And it's literally written something on the board. And he's like, and again, underlined it. not my field. Underlined it is the, my favorite flourish on this one. It's very good. Uh, Jeff then asks Junk Duncan what the difference is between a religion and a cult. And Duncan's like, well, let's open that question to floor. I don't know. And the book for this class is expensive. Jeff starts making not so veiled references about the Energon pod uh, over on the other desk uh, that Pierce has that supposedly contains his mother's essence. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Pierce is talking about his religion. Yeah, um, Reform Neo-Buddhism isn't a cult. Uh, and Troy's like, uh, is, it, is it like a video game? Because uh, you level up. And Pierce says, yes, at some point you can eat a ghost. And Troy is like, what? I want to eat a ghost. Yeah, everybody in the class seems kind of entertained, at least by the cult idea. And Jeff's like, what? Do you, what, what? I mean, look, we have stated previously on the Christmas episode last season, I am not a religious person. But if you're like, hey, man, I got a religion that lets you eat a ghost. I'm at least going to be like, tell me more. I'm listening. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I think I think the idea of eating a ghost is kind of funny. What's that? Your religion lets you eat a ghost? Well, you can call me Fraser Crane because I'm listening. I, when do I say that I've not watched a lot of Fraser? Now. I've not watched a lot of Fraser. It's fine. That joke is for like four people. So uh, you're well, welcome. If you enjoyed the joke, please tweet at Good Greendale. Yeah, uh, Pierce is talking. Hashtag I like the Fraser joke. <laughs> Pierce if we is, get a hashtag with that, I'm going to love it. Pierce is talking uh, about his religion, and he says that when Buddha returns, we all take liquid form, and if you're and and we combine into one uh, something. I don't even remember what he says. And like a shimmering pool of knowledge or some nonsense. If you're interested in learning more, you can come to my church's open hive tomorrow. Free beer, wine, credit checks. I did like the point of that the whatever shimmering pool of knowledge tastes like Hawaiian punch. It's an important because you know what that you know what that made me want Hawaiian punch Hawaiian punch really badly. Like I need it. I uh, do. Was, I know where to get it. No, I, I should I drink it? Definitely not. Uh, but do I want it? Absolutely. When I was a kid, I was stung by a bee that wanted my Hawaiian punch, and I tried to swat it away, and it stung me, and. So now I hate bees and Hawaiian punch. Boy, that feels like an origin story to some kind of evil villain. Actually, bees are great because they pollinate things and we need them for our our precious ecosystem. Uh, They just do kind of skeeve me out a little bit. And I actually don't like Hawaiian punch because it's just too dang sweet. Okay, I like how you've tempered your villain uh, origin story. 
Yeah, you say that now until I become a villain whose goal is to get rid of all sweet drinks. Black coffee only, baby. Oh, no, you drank a rum and coke earlier. You haven't become... There's still time. We can save you. Well, you see, like most villains, I am a terrible hypocrite. So... Ooh, I like that. You didn't mention the young, attractive student that comes in asking if this is anesthesiology. I was very specifically going to skip over that because Duncan is gross. Although the the moral of this episode is that men are gross. So maybe I should bring it up. A young student kind of on point. A young student comes in and asks if it's anesthesiology. Duncan says, yes, it is. And then tells the class, uh, just roll with this because mostly because he finds her attractive. Uh, so did I, but I'm not going to lie to her about what class I'm teaching, which is... That's true. You're also not teaching a class, which puts you in a position of authority over this person. I was looking at old episodes of, uh, this pot, this very podcast, and it turns out I do have a class. It's called Ben's School of Lovemaking for only... Well, I hope... For only six easy payments of sixty nine sixty nine, I can teach you all sorts of things about the human body I'm and so what glad to do with it. I'm so glad we brought this back as a callback of all things, uh, because now you get to drop in more music behind it, and it's still great. Bodies. All the things you can do with them. Multiple positions. Multiple orifices. Do what you want, as long as your partner's consenting. Something about the way you said multiple orifices made my the skin on the back of my uh, my neck crawl a little bit, and I don't know why, and I don't know what it says that about, about either of us. All right, I'll take that one again. Sorry. Multiple orifice Is that better? No, you're did right. I get that, the right, did I get yep. the right mm-hmm. plural that yep. time? Absolutely. That was the reason skin this on is, the This is a lovemaking course, not a Latin course. So, <laughs> in the cafeteria, Britta uh, shows up doing a sexy schoolgirl thing. Um, and she's talking to a guy and she's like, you want to help save the pelicans? They're all feathery and pelicany. And I love them. Uh, Annie then's like, well, it's much easier if, if I'm not doing this. And then she just starts screaming, you're an idiot. I know more than you. Give me money. Blah, 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 blah. Perfect uh, Britta that- impersonation. Thank you. Uh, and thank Annie. Uh, and then this kind of leads to a very personal argument. Um, and Shirley is watching and just dismisses the idea that they're so different. Yeah, you're both so different. Skinny bitches. This is when uh, Jeff and Duncan have a conversation um, with Abed in the background as there is a, a, a pregnant woman, uh, the same pregnant wor- woman from earlier, Mm-hmm. who uh, suddenly looks like she starts going into labor. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is this is still very backgroundy. Um, yes. It's, it's honestly kind of easy to miss. Duncan is having a conversation about like, hey, what was what was that whole thing with like your old friend back in there? I do like the fact that Duncan is impressed with himself that he pulled 40 minutes of anesthesiology out of his ass. I uh, bet he did not get any digits, though. So um was that explicitly stated it is still possible i'm just saying it's duncan like i don't think he can he can seal the deal it will i mean you know depending on if you believe chang and how much he drinks um i will say uh yes duncan was asking about uh pierce um and jeff's like do you know how little i've eaten how many donuts i've eaten do you know how much i got teased for dabbing pizza with napkins i've denied myself to live longer and now i get this little update that tells me it doesn't matter what i do 
you could eat as many figgy puddings as you want. I still might die before you. Uh huh. So uh, this brought me some feelings because I've been do being good and not going outside and wearing masks and doing sure. what I have been tasked to do in order. Our to, task in this in this world to make sure that this world continues in in yes. order to to not uh, get COVID or spread COVID and. Uh, meanwhile, everyone else is just doing things. And I was like, oh man, I feel like a, a more righteous Jeff in this moment because mm-hmm. it brought some feelings home for me about like, man, y'all like going to weddings and whatnot. And I'm like being good. And yet, you know what? We're all I doomed. Not- I, well, yes, I had not seen that that parallel, but you're right. It it totally is a parallel. It, it brought me it brought me some feeling. Like I I miss places. I miss going to places, and I miss things. I miss places and things and seeing people as well. I totally agree with you. I just didn't realize, like I hadn't read into it that you could read that into it. You know what I mean? Like I guess I've just kind of accepted what we've got. We have to do until there's. A, a good reason not to, which is a, a vaccine that everybody should get when it's possible. Um, but yeah, I'm when just, it's possible and it's, and it's, uh, approved by the CDC. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, um, and first of all, the FDA approves that, but second, um, I feel, uh, I, I know the FDA approves it, but I think there's some CDC approval as well because uh, when they suggest recommend, recommend, recommend is the word I was looking for. But second, uh, I'm I'm just I'm just like man, it's October. I've already missed two concerts. Like yeah, it 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 is a bummer, and I'm feeling that today. And so Jeff goes on this whole speech, and I'm like, damn man, like think of all the the proverbial donuts I didn't eat this year because mm-hmm. I ate a lot of donuts uh, in sure. exchange of going places. Because right when you are at the store and your mask is fogging up your glasses because uh, you just, everything is the worst and you're sure. like, and you just start randomly I, grabbing stuff I, and putting I hate it in this. the cart and the donuts are in the section that you hit last and you're mad about people going the wrong way down the aisles. And you're like, I deserve some damn donuts. And then you buy donuts and then uh, eat two of them when you get home and then don't feel great. But you're like, I deserved those donuts. Damn it. That's my life. It's everything. I, so I like how this comedy podcast has become a super downer podcast. It's very good. I like it. It's amazing. I'm also sad, but I I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep the bubbly and keep the sad away until we can we can hit hit stop on the recording. <laughs> uh, Jeff is mad about how he played the game right and it didn't matter. Um, and Duncan's like, you know, I think you're being a little bit childish. Hold on a second. I need to go use my force field to prevent Chang from getting food. Uh, <laughs> I love I love the fact that Duncan's like immediately like I think you're being childish. Hold on, I'm going to be more childish. Right. Uh, it's it's amazing. Um It's a good sequence too cuz Chang, I mean, uh Ken Jong is so good at physical comedy mm-hmm. and just just nails it in the sequence. And and Duncan uh 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 Oh man, John Oliver. John Oliver. John Oliver's facial like uh expressions sell this scene so well of like oh did you think you're going to i think not it's very good i after getting chang out uh duncan does return and resume the conversation um and duncan kind of just starts to 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 use his psychology on him 
uh, saying that even though Jeff claims no religion, he was really actually devoutly worshiping himself. And now that Jeff's God has high cholesterol, Jeff is going to kick Pierce's God in the balls. Yep. And Jeff takes this as a like, now that I realize this, I can do it better. So Duncan goes to say, I, 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 that's not what I was actually, I don't care. So out on the quad, Pierce is uh, walking up in a very bright blue uniform, uh, holding Mm -hmm. this Energon pod and Annie and Britta are still mad at each other. They are um, just sort of like passive aggressively, just like standing there, not talking to each other. Right. And they're, and they're not, they're not, they're like between the two, uh, they're not sexy schoolgirl and they're not yelling at each other, just upset with each other and like wearing sweatpants. Jeff is taking Pierce and Troy out for ice cream. Um, I do As an want apology to, for questioning Pierce's faith. Yes, I do want to point out. Troy says Pierce says there's a 69th flavor I need to try, and I'm excited. And I bring that up only uh, because uh, this is for James Wilcox because he loves the number 69 a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I, th- I'm looking out for you, James. 69 jokes mm-hmm. all the time, forever. They're I, very I got good. Your, I got your back, bro. And I and I hope he everything is going well for James Wilcox. A very specific shout out for him. <laughs> One listener and friend of the podcast. What's up? I saw I saw the number sixty nine. Thought of you, buddy. You did it. And then as as they go off to the car, Jeff is like, huh, "I'm actually not taking them for ice cream. I'm taking them to the county morgue where I have confirmed." Pierce's mother's corpse will be lying on a stainless steel slab for all to see, not vaporized. And Jeff's, Jeff thinks that his plan is brilliant, and mm-hmm. he is so excited about this. You know, neither neither Annie nor Britta are very excited about the plan, and Jeff's like, you guys are both real downers. I can't believe I made out with either of you. Uh-huh. And, uh, which is just a line that Jeff says it's a, it's a lot, you know, I mean, considering just a few episodes, he was ago ago. He was like, nobody can know that I made out with an 18 year old ever. And now he's just casually throwing it out. And I was like, Hey, what's up? Made out with you made out with you. All right. I'm out to go torture this old man. And (laughs) (laughs) Uh sorry, I made out with you. I made out with you. Now I'm out to torture this old man. Look, such uh, a great you know if i'm just saying if it wasn't if it wasn't for covid we could out that we could be out there making out with ladies and torturing old men but we have to stay home <laughs> it's it's the thing so damn you covid <laughs> you know i was because i was gonna say 2020 goals and i'm like no that's not 2020 goals that's like that's like post COVID goals. Like yeah, when we're out, when we're out of this, everyone's going to be like, "All right, made out with you, made out with you." Now let's go find an old man to torture. Yeah. Annie and Britta start fighting because they're like, "Oh well, I mean, we didn't make a lot of money. I guess I could have hoard myself out for my gender a little bit more, or you know, that kind of stuff." Sure. It's they 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 uh, they argue to the point where they get a little bit uh, physical, like shoving back and forth. The display falls over, and they both get splashed with oil, and then it t- turns into oil wrestling. Right, and uh, boy, all the men on campus are excited, including Duncan, who says, "This is why I came to America." We cut to the car. They are driving quite a distance just to get ice cream, uh, and Troy mm-hmm. says, "Hey, maybe we should play some music." Luckily. Pierce brought his CD wallet from the Pierce mobile 
and he finds a CD. You know, I, it's a good name for a car. I'll be honest with it. Uh, he finds a CD with his mom's handwriting on it that says for Pierce. Or Troy's like, man, that's what she must have been doing out in the, the garage. Like the last thing that that she did before she died was she ma- uh, uh, recorded a CD. That is so awesome. It turns out Pierce's mom recorded a message on the CD that they put in. Uh, and it says, Pierce, uh, I'm gone. I like it that way. Life is only worth a damn because it's short. We're supposed to fill it with every mistake and miracle we can manage. And then we're supposed to let go. Uh, which is a good message. But also she does lead off with I'm dead and gone and I'm not vaporized in an energon sure. pod. Like she is very much like, yeah, no, this whole thing was dumb. I am. I'm a cold dead corpse. Right. Um, um, we also get in the background as this message is being recorded. Abed does deliver the baby. Right. So this is the one. This is the scene that I was talking about earlier where uh, because Britta and Annie are oil wrestling and Shirley's just hanging out on the bench, just like watching this go down. But the way that this scene, uh, the way that that shot is framed is that Shirley is in like the lower, uh, the lower right third. Like she mm-hmm. is, she is barely, uh, she is framed in such a way that it calls attention to, the fact that Abed is in the background. Right. Uh, there's, and there's what a, would be the negative space of the background? Right. There's a, a, a car, like a big uh, like truck with, with the, the back down. And Abed is delivering a baby in this truck. And if you have not caught any of the background stuff up to this point, you're just like, what the heck? Like, this came out of nowhere. Because this, uh-huh. is, the, this is the first time that if you are not paying attention... Like this is, I think, the first time it really calls attention to it. Right. Um, it's really easy to miss all the other shots of Abed, and then this one, yes. they're just like, "Hey, were you paying attention? Because here he is. He's delivering he, a baby." Here's the pop quiz. Did you know what was happening before now? Pierce's mom gives this whole monologue uh, over this montage, mm-hmm. and um, she th- plays herself off with "Best of the Best" by KU which is Jacques Slade, the rapper on Nightcaps, and Pierce Urabi, what we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does She does specifically say goodbye and I love you in this like touching moment. And then she's like, I'll play myself out. And then the rap music starts. It's, it's a pretty, uh, it's pretty uh, awesome way to go, I gotta say. I love you, son. Goodbye. I'll play myself out. They say I'm cool to be cool. And I'm the best of the best. Because they know that when I Uh, we could all be so cool um so pierce is like man uh she really was kind of losing it in those later years huh and just literally tosses the cd out the window because he still totally thinks that his mom is in this energon pod to the point where troy and jeff like stare at him after he's thrown the cd of his dead mom giving her his, her final words to him out the window just like what in the world um this is when jeff has a change of heart and instead of taking to them to the morgue uh he takes them to an ice cream place because he got more out of pierce's mom's uh uh soliloquy than than pierce did uh back on campus britta and annie apologize um and you know make up and and annie's like you know i only kissed jeff to see if i could do it because 
uh, I wanted to be cool and sexy like you. You know, I look up to you. And then Britta says, I only slept with Jeff because I hate myself. And then they, they're basically both calling themselves gross. I do love the fact that now there is a whole cleanup crew on the oil spill display spill. It's very mm-hmm. funny and meta to me that I, I didn't quite like I always kind of enjoyed, but I never really caught just how funny that is to me. Uh, um, so, yeah, there um, Britta's like because Britta calls herself uh, even more gross. And then or no, I think one of them calls himself even more gross. And yeah, then uh, she, uh, she's Britta's like, you know why we made more money oil wrestling than any of the other stuff? Because men are even grosser. When we forget that, they win. And then they go to hug, and Troy, Jeff, and Pierce are eating ice cream, watching them being creepers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I hope uh, none of their socks have any names on them. I'll just say mm-hmm. that. Uh, Literally or metaphorically. Indeed. Jeff got some ice cream with peanut butter and hot fudge because nobody lives forever. Like Jeff found a little cool out of uh, at the end of all of this, which mm-hmm, I sure liked. did. Uh, Shirley says hi to Abed, who we've ba- who she's barely seen this week, and in the background, the parents are holding their new baby. And she's like, uh, "Hey, I've barely seen you. What have you been up to?" And he just says, mm, "Not much." Uh, Chang uh, sees Duncan and bumps into him as he's got a neck brace on, and Chang has a restraining order on Duncan for abusing him with his restraining order. And Duncan is impressed at the play of bringing in mutually assured destruction. And Chang says that means a lot to him before agreeing to take a picture of Duncan with the, quote, oily co-eds. And on that note, uh, we go to the tag, which features uh, Betty f***ing White, BFW. She's back for just just a quick tag. Mm -hmm. She's in the Congo and talking with uh, with, uh, the native tribe uh, about Inception. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I think, you know, if you're going to have uh, BFW stay around for like one one last tag, like I think they kind of wasted her. I'm not going to lie. I, I think, agree. I think you could have done more with BFW in this one. It is interesting to hear her say the, the name Tom Berenger about four times, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for... I I think this this is a kind of it's it's a fine episode of community. There there are some funny bits. I'm not a huge fan of multi, like I'm never a huge fan of when Pierce goes on the religion stuff. I don't I don't think it's as funny as they think it is. Okay. In the writers room, that that's my personal opinion. I don't I don't find it as funny. And I, I don't think the Anna Britta, uh, the Annie and Britta story is all that funny. And that doesn't leave a whole lot of the episode to be funny. So it's like little pieces here and there. So I, I really appreciate the cleverness of Abed doing a background story. But it, you lose a lot of, you don't get a lot of Abed then. So you, like Abed is kind of the heart of the show. So it's like, well, now what? So... I, I think it's fine. I don't like it. It's always clever to be like, look what's in the background. What's over there. You know, that that's fun. But I, other than that, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. So I don't know. I'll give it a B minus. Okay. Um, I think, uh, it is a fine episode. Um, I do. 
I do appreciate the episodes where Jeff has his learning moments that actually seem organic because the the arc of Jeff Winger is, you know, he is uh, like the Tin Man, slowly getting a heart. That's what the Wizard sure. of Oz was about, right? Slowly growing a heart. Sometimes you hanging out slowly with grow the heart. So, I I let, so, he, There's a lot of episodes where he, uh, he you know finds some some morals or some heart or some, um, you know he he has those moments in a lot of episodes, and some feel a little bit more natural than others. And I sure. think a moment like this where, you know, he is literally in a car driving Pierce and Troy to look at a dead body to prove a point and then realizing that maybe it's not worth it to always try to be right. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that moment. I think it's a good moment for Jeff. Um, okay. I do agree with you that the... Um, uh Pierce's laser lotus uh thing is a it's it's sort of a weird joke. I think it has its moments um but it I do feel it gets a little it's stretched a little thin sometimes. Um and um I think the the Annie and Britta um well, I was going to say it's fine, but honestly, I think the thing that ruins it for me at the end of it is that literally in their apologies, they are not talking about each other. They are talking about Jeff. Yes, and that, that, is, that is a fair point. That feels... So unlike unlike the Jeff thing that I think felt very organic, I think them recentering their feud about like feminism and betraying their gender and, you know, like... It, it recenters on having sex with Jeff. And I'm like, it feels weird. Yeah, like, it doesn't feel right. The Abed background bit's pretty good. Um, easy to miss, but like when you see it, it's good. Um, I think it's fine. Um, I think I'd agree with you, actually. I think a B minus. I was going to give it higher, but then like, I do feel a little bit gross about the the right. like... Britta and Annie uh, subplot wrapping up with Welp, uh, this is how we feel about Jeff. And I'm like, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I will say, you know, still a very enjoyable piece of television. Um, just there are some highs coming that are really high. Oh, yes. Um, I'm so excited to talk about those. But until then, we want to know what you think about this episode. Uh, what you think about sock puppets or analogs thereof um is it creepier to have a puppet for sexual reasons (laughs) or non-sexual reasons if it's a puppet of a stranger i really gotta take notes about what we talk about because i don't (laughs) remember a thing all i remember is like what did you think of nurse jackie the television show (laughs) i don't know what do you think about Nurse Jackie, the Patton Oswalt character? Do you have family members that still use AOL? We want to know all these things and more. You can do that by sending us a tweet at GoodGreendale or by going to GoodMorningGreendale.com and hitting the button that says Contact. It'll bring up a form. You can send us 
whatever. Talk to us about socks and nurse Jackie and just please don't be mean. Um, well, now they're just going to be mean, Mike. Um, well, they're going to be joking mean because they do care about us because they listen to the podcast. Unless you're hate listening. <laughs> You've got better things to do with your time, friendo. Um, yeah, I know. This is, this is a long time to hate listen, my friend. So, uh, And of course, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash back to Futurama and a fan group, the League of Jeremy's on Facebook. If you're interested, throw us some dollars. If not... Hey, man, you came to the end of this one and you're listening to me now. So I appreciate that. We we appreciate you heavily. So until next time, when we're back with another episode of Community, I have been Ben. I have been Mike. I wish you luck. luck.